episode is brought to you by Habit Aware. If you follow me on social media, you may have seen me wearing a watch with a lilac colored band. That's a keen too, and it's much more than a watch. It's a life changer. I've had trichotillomania for 22 years, and I always thought of myself as a conscious puller. But when I started wearing the keen too, I realized that was not the case. The keen two's motion sensing technology gives my wrist a gentle vibration or hug every time my hand reaches for my hair bringing me to awareness so that I can make a different choice. Start bringing awareness into your life by going to barbaralally.com slash habitaware. This is Heidi's second time on Trick Talks. You can listen to her previous episode from January 24th, 2023 on any podcast streaming service. So what's new since the last time you were on the show? Basically, same thing, school work, working on my recovery, So for those tuning in for the first time, definitely listen to Heidi's first episode. But for now, Heidi, will you tell us a little bit about you? So I just turned 31 on September 4th. I have been, I suffered from tricks since I was an infant and I've had it mostly my whole life. But on October 10th, 2020, I said enough was enough and I started the recovery process, which has been a blessing and a curse, but it's it's it was it's worth it. What was going on in your life when you finally said enough is enough and started your recovery? Mentally, I was like all over the place because I usually pulled from my scalp and basically like anxiety, depression, stress. Because I was I'm I was working full time, school full time, not enough time for myself, like burning myself out. Like I was like going through everything. And then the moment was when I wrote a Facebook post saying that I want to stop. I just said I was going to stop. And then I started recovery. But then a week into it, I relapsed. And then October 10th, I started again. And now we're here. When you first relapsed, what was that like for you? When I had that first relapse, I actually bawled like a baby, honestly, because I was like, I can't believe I did this again. Like, I was doing so good. And of course, my best friend, when I told her about it, she blamed herself, which it wasn't her fault. It's my fault because I'm in control of it, not anybody else. But then we, I took it one day at a time and started from scratch and just took it day by day. What did a typical pulling day look like before and what does it look like now for you? So before I would pull like all the time, like when I was in dorms, in the dorm I would in my room, the biggest place that was for me was in my car. That's the biggest place that I would pull because although people could see me, they don't know what the hell's going on and I could be alone and nobody could judge me that personally I know, but I usually do it in secret, obviously, because I didn't want people knowing. And if they did, be called an embarrassment, ugly, stupid. Why am I damaging myself? The whole nine yards that everybody's heard of before. 
but now it's like I still get the urges though even though I'm almost three years pull free but it's easier to control them now than they were before being in the car was a huge trigger for me too I rarely drive now so when I do I'm ready what do you do when you're in the car so you don't pull just keeping my hands on the wheels because usually I can drive with one hand but I do both just in case and just like if I feel like I have the urge or something like put my hand because I usually pull my right hand that's usually my more dominant hand and I just like put it under my seat or something like under me so I'm like not giving into that urge or I I have like a ponytail holder on my uh, gear shift and I just play with that if I have an urge. You mentioned that people had negative things to say to you when they noticed you're pulling. I too had moments where people said nasty, hurtful things, and I ended up believing them. They called me ugly. I'm like, yeah, I guess I am. How did you get to the point where you said, yeah, I'm not listening to this anymore? Honestly, it's tough. I'm take, I'm still taking it day by day because the majority of people that have said this stuff is literally my family and the people that I've lived with my whole life. So if they're constantly saying it, every single day of the year it's going to be brainwashed in me so it took like a long time to know that it's not me and I don't need to believe that stuff and work on being more positive about it I just had to like train my brain into not thinking that but also having to surround myself with positive influences and people who actually understand and support me that also got me in the mindset of thinking more positive because if you have positive people thinking around you, you're going to think more positive. And then if you have negative people, it's going to just drown you. You mentioned that you still get urges even after being pull-free for three years. I think that's so important because many people think that when someone has been pull-free, the urges just magically disappear. And that isn't the case. Have you noticed a pattern with your urges? I just think like sometimes like when I'm doing my homework and stuff, and I'm just like getting distracted by not understanding what to do for the homework and stuff. It's gonna get me stressed out. And that gets me to the point where I wanna have urges or I have urges and I wanna pull it, but then I realize what I'm doing and I gotta take a step back, take a breather, walk around, do something to calm my mind down and then go back into it. Sometimes I don't realize that I'm pulling or getting ready to pull until I notice my hand is already in my hair. Do you have moments like that? Yeah, actually I do. It's really crazy because people are like, oh, you've been pull free for this long. You can control your hand. And the reality is you actually can't because even though I'm in recovery, I've been doing this for 28 years of my life and I'm 31. So I've been out of it for like a couple of years, but that's not going to go away instantly. I'm still going to have the, how my mind is thinking that I want to pull and my hand is automatically going to do it because it's it's like a second nature and anybody with a bfrb and trick know that you're unaware that you're doing it until you realize that you're gonna and then you have to pull back no pun intended besides the car do you have other places that trigger you yeah sometimes when i'm in my room just like playing video games that's a that's I'll sometimes feel get that urge to as well or if I'm like in the bathroom like anywhere that's like private private like where I'm not around people it's like the more the urge but then I realize I'm like okay hold on we're not going to do this 
we're doing okay. We're, we're not going to give in. And then I don't. When you first started your pull-free journey, did you use any apps? Did you track your data? If so, how? Originally, like, I did it. I wrote stuff down, but then I'm like, that's not going to hold me accountable. So I actually used, I still have the app on my phone, the I Am Sober app. And I have a notification on my phone, like on the home screen that says how many days are on there. And it'll say how long that I've been pulled free. So according to this, I've been pulled free for 1,073 days. And that equals to two years, 11 months and eight days. Wow. And that actually helps because it lets you log in, like how you're feeling and stuff. And you could write down ideas and advice and give props to people because there's a lot of people that use it that suffer from BFRBs and tricks and they write a lot of stuff down and then you can put your input in there and give your point of view that way people can get your side of the story and help their journey in a different way that they probably haven't seen before it's like a discussion board type thing I follow you on all of your accounts and I'm always so impressed by the content you make you're so open about your BFRB journey for those listening now, what is your social media and what is your favorite part of having it? People probably don't know that I have the uh, TikTok and the Instagram Life of a Trickster where I document my recovery from trick. And on my Instagram, I actually met my one friend that lives in Chicago and she's actually one of my best friends now because she's got trick and she actually understands it. Like I got best friends here that live with me and my area but because she has trick she's a whole different like perspective on it and actually I'm going to be going on a trip to see her in March so it's going to be the first person I'm going to meet that's got a trick as well so that's going to be exciting but yeah me and her talk every single day if she has it because she still pulls and stuff so if she has an issue I'll talk to her calm her down if I feel like I'm going to have an urge she'll calm me down and it's like asking each other if we're okay and She's actually somebody that I'm really close to, and I'm so glad that she reached out in my DMs because if not, I don't know what would happen, honestly. And it's crazy to be open about it because for most of my life, I wasn't. And it took a while to actually know that there was a condition about this. Like, I only found this like a couple years ago and didn't even know other people had it. So then when I make the Instagram and TikTok, then everybody starts coming to my DM and be like, oh, I have this too. Do you have any advice? Any suggestions? Like I get so many people and messages either in Instagram or TikTok saying how they watch my videos and it's inspiring to them and people actually go on pull-free or recovery journeys as well. And they message me how they're doing for advice. Like if they're having issues or want to give in, they message me and then me and them talk to calm them down and give them other sources of outlooks to better their judgment on relapsing in many ways, either like mentally, emotionally, physically, in any aspect. And it's not just like in the United States, like I've talked to people in England, India, Spain, like all over the world I've had people message me and it's really crazy to see that trick is like all over the world it's not just like one specific area it's a community that nobody really ever expects but it's actually one tight-knit community and it's really amazing to see 
so many people on that. When you've spoken to people online, have you ever had a moment where you said to yourself, wow, I literally do exactly the same thing? Yeah, literally. Like when I would talk about my story to people, because people ask me for the, for my story because they want to know like how I started it and how I'm like how I started trick and how my recovery going. I get actually people saying that they were the same way that they pulled at a certain age and these are their triggers, which were the same as mine. And then I would brainstorm with them if they didn't know how to stop it, how to figure out how to find a support system in their area, because that's a big thing in recovery. You need a good support system, whether it's people you know in real life, people on the internet, especially people in the BFRB community, because they understand 100%. So that'd be the first group of people you would want to go to. But if not, like I always say my messages and DMs are always open. They can, anybody can come to me if they want to talk about trick or anything else about like a BFRB or anything in life and get advice on how to be better and not let trick control your life because it does not control your life. I could talk about Habit Aware and all of the wonderful work they do all day long. Not only does the Keen 2 bring awareness to your BFRB with gentle vibrations, it tracks your vibrations, which allows you to look at your own personal data and make informed decisions. You might be thinking, how do I see my data? Easy, by looking at the Keen 2 app. What if I need help configuring my Keen 2? Schedule a free call with someone from the Habit Aware team. Looking for additional support and or community? Join the HabitAware BFRB Change Collective. Start your journey with HabitAware by going to barbaralally.com slash HabitAware today. What are some of your go-to tips when people message you asking you for advice? The first thing, like I said, is a support system that's very crucial to have because if you don't have one, you're basically alone in it and you can't do this on your own. You need to have some support. You need to have people that care about you and understand and want to go on this journey with you even if they don't understand trick they'd be like hey i'm here for you i know what you're going through i'll be there for you even though i don't understand it i'll be there every step of the way for you and that's a big thing because it'll boost your confidence and it'll boost like emotions and it'll make you feel like you're actually worth something because if you're not like when i had nobody with me i felt like i was alone and and like nobody understood so i couldn't like talk to my, anybody but then I found a group of people that actually will help me and understand so that's one thing I tell people also I tell them to or I suggest to uh, use an app or something to count up the days and write down how they're feeling because some people are not good at expressing emotions to people so I suggest using like a journal or a computer or something write down feelings in a way that you're comfortable so you can get that out because a lot of the way reason trick is is because of your feelings that you bottle stuff up and you can't explain the people or get it out because if it stresses you out or anything it's gonna it's gonna eat you alive and another thing is I actually recommend I don't use it because I haven't needed it but the uh the bracelet the one that you have yep that bracelet that's a that's the best thing I, I say too. I'm like, if you're unsure, get that because Anila is one of the best people ever in the community and she's firsthand also has trick head tricks. So she understands the severity of it and she is there to help people as well. So 
it's not like nothing to be ashamed of you can use that I used a rubber band when I started but my friends just like to snap it and hurt my wrist so I stopped that but basically I just yeah I just say that and the bracelet I've heard so many good things about I know you use it and I know she loves it and she helps so many people out with it so I do suggest that as well and also like joining support groups as well like TLC when they do the support groups join in on them just start talking get in to know people because you never know somebody might have a question in like a trick group or somewhere and you might have the same question but you're too afraid to ask so if you go in a support group you can get all the answers you need and feel comfortable and accepted and happy and have people there that know how to help you and go from there do you remember the first support group you went to the first support group I went to was on the TLC app, I think a year or two ago, it was like my first support group ever. And it was really scary, honestly, because I have really bad anxiety. So I don't do well in front of people, which is funny because I'm a forensic chemistry major and I'm going to have to speak in front of people when I go in the courtroom. So I should be used to this stuff, but the anxiety gets the best of me. So like, I've been so afraid of that, but when you get calm and understand who the people are and open yourself up during it you can find a lot more people that are just like you and make some good friends about it like some of the support groups that I've been in that were in TLC on the TLC website I'm friends with them on social media as well and talk to them all the time so it's like a tight-knit community that you reach to after the support group ends as well. I know you've mentioned it, and I know for me as well, relapsing is one of the hardest moments for people in the BFRB community. When someone comes looking to you for advice and support after a relapse, what advice do you give them? If somebody relapses and they come to me for advice, I would just say, it's not you. It's a fall in the right direction because you need to learn how that relapsing is good and bad in a way because then you could change your focus onto another aspect like if one way wasn't working you relapse you know okay I can't do this way I can do another way and don't beat yourself up for it because that's gonna make you want to pull even more because you're beating yourself down then you're if you have depression it's gonna depress you and it's not gonna help you in your recovery because you're just going to be like oh I can't do this no more I don't know if I can try again but you just gotta kick it down and just say that was something that happened just take it one day at a time and just push forward that you can it was important for me in my journey to separate myself from my trick and what I mean by that is every time I touch my hair it can't be trick related every time I look in the mirror it can't be trick related I want to have a relationship with my hair and the mirror that is separate. How did you get to that point? I'm still actually learning that because like all my life, like I've always hated my hair and I actually still do hate my hair, even though it's like normal kind of, but I just learned that I got to take it day by day and know that it's not going to be a hundred percent, not going to have perfect hair. It's damaged, but that's what happens when you pull for 28 years of your life but I don't let that stop me in all honest honesty because 
I've worked hard for this and I shouldn't let that stuff put me down because it's not worth it, honestly. But last couple months ago, I think, I did go to a salon for the first time in like 15, 20 years because I could not, I had a fear of going to a salon because of how my mother acted because she would tell the cosmetologist how I had trick or I I pulled my hair up. We didn't know what turned back then. And she basically told them and they basically like bashed me and like made me embarrassed and like talked bad about me like why are you doing that and all that. So like I had the a biggest fear of the salon forever. And then I eventually went to one because I had to cut split ends and shit because it's so bad. And it was scary, but I know that I needed it done and I got it done, but the anxiety was still in there because of all that past trauma I had. And I don't know if that's going to ever go away, but it's a step in the right direction to knowing that my hair is my hair and I should treat it better than I did because I'm in control of it now and I shouldn't let trick stop me from what I came from so far. Did you have a positive experience with this one? I did, yes, because it was actually a friend that I went to high school with. She was in cosmetology, I was in criminal justice, and we were like really good friends. And we also worked together at McDonald's back in a long time ago. And <laughs> and she has her own salon and she's a cosmetologist. So I went into her place and she made it so calming and relaxing because she knew about my condition. She was one of the few that actually knew about it. And that she said I was the first client that had that, that she was taking care of. And it was an experience for her and me because we both got to like talk and she got to calm me down. And my anxiety wasn't as bad as it could have been because I, it's probably because I knew her, but also because of the way that she treats her clients more so than other people because other, other stylists just do it for like the money and stuff. They don't really care about the person that they're styling their hair for, but she actually takes care of each individual client that she has and she goes based on what she knows about them and talks to them and she just treats everybody like family. Because you are so open and willing to share your story with the world, you are having such a positive impact. An example right now is anytime your hairstylist meets someone with trick, she'll have a better understanding. That's all thanks to you. What are some other great moments you've had because you're so open? At work, because I work retail, so I what I do is I shop for people. So I'm a personal shopper. I shop groceries for people. And everybody that's known me that works there has actually complimented my hair so much. Like I hear so many compliments on how my hair looks amazing and everything, which is still hard to believe after three years. Like I don't see it, obviously, but like everybody else sees it. And you know, that means something was being done right when I see it. But also I have people that I know in real life follow my social media accounts. So they understand a firsthand basis on what I'm going through and what other people are going through that they don't know. Because a lot of, like I said, a lot of people here don't know Trick and BFRBs. And the only really person I know besides my friend in Chicago that has it is somebody I went to school with back in the day. I didn't know she had Trick, but when I first was starting out my recovery, somebody told me, oh, hey, this girl has Trick. 
you could talk to her and get advice from her and then I message her and like me and her are like really close and stuff too so it's amazing how one thing like making those TikTok and the social media accounts for my recovery turned into this domino effect that one person sees it and they tell somebody else and then everybody else starts seeing it and then it's going like all full circle so then it reaches back to me and then go from there what final message would you like to share with listeners all I just want to say is if you are unsure if you know if you want to do recovery I know it's not for everybody but just let people know that if you want to do recovery there are people there that will support you whether or not you think about it some people are like oh I want to do this but I don't have people message me I will be in your dms I will send videos I will talk to you I will be that support system that you need because everybody needs somebody in their life that knows how to deal with it and how to help somebody and nobody deserves to be alone going through this because this is a journey that you do not want to be alone because having a BFRB will eat you up it'll put you down and we don't want that happening because everybody that's listening everybody has a BFRB everybody's got trick or derma or any of them you are an individual who should be loved and cared for and proud of who you are you shouldn't have to let trick derma your BFRB define you you should be who you are, let life live, enjoy life. And if you want that to control you, don't let it because it's not worth it in the end. You have so much to live for. You have so much life. Don't let this one little thing put you down. You can take it day by day. You can try it once. If you don't like it, hey, that's okay. At least you tried. All that matters is you tried and you accept that you have it and you want to be loved. And all you got to do is love yourself because in the end all you're going to have is yourself and you you might have people with you but in the end you're just going to be by yourself so you got to make sure you love and accept yourself for who you are because only the best people have a bfrb because we know how strength is and we know how to handle that that gets through us because it's tougher than people think it is and it's not like an instant hey i'm going to stop pulling okay that's so easy enough it just takes day by day so Anybody with a BFRB is a proud, strong individual, and you should be happy that you're in a group with other people that understand this because, you know, you're not alone. Mental health is a big issue, and if you're feeling upset or anything, you can all, anybody can always message somebody in the group, in the community or whatever, and talk because that's the easiest way to get what you want is to express your feelings because if you bottle the stuff up it's not going to help you in the long run so just want to say you're not alone somebody's always here for you and just be proud of the bfrb you have because it's like a warrior badge that you have thank you so much for listening to this episode of trick talks did you know that i offer an online trichotillomania focused course my course is called Sharing Our Stories. As a gift to you, please use promo code TRICKTALKS25 to receive 25% off the five-session package. You can access this promotion at barbaralally.com.